Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hey, this is Jackie Castro, and you're about to listen to my episode on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Ham. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation with a fellow creative. If you enjoyed these discussions, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay tuned when our latest episode drops. My guest this episode is a Colombian-American alt-pop artist. She's been singing since a young age, but didn't make her musical debut until she formed a trio with her brothers. After creating with them for a stint, she went on to forge her own musical career in 2018. Since then, she's released her own singles and collaborations, her latest one being with DJ Deepa Barus titled Flowers. We talk about her journey to being a solo artist, going from idea to visual of her song romanticized, and embracing our worth when it comes to being in this industry. This is Jackie Castro. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. My guest today is Jackie Castro. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me. Hello, good to see you today. Good to see you. I'm excited to chat with you all about your journey and your music. So it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. What ignited your passion for music growing up? Well, I feel like I came out of the womb singing, but I do come from a very musical family. So my family is actually Colombian. My dad has eight brothers and sisters. They all play music and sing. My grandpa was an opera singer. So I feel like it just really runs in the blood, but it was also just always around me. And there was always someone there to teach me to play guitar or to help me with my singing. So I feel like all of that really cultivated my passion and and I've always loved it. Yeah. You were in a musical trio with your brothers. How did that relationship as siblings translate into the music? Working with family was a weird thing. I will say that. And (laughs) it was fun, though. It was cool because, like I said, we were always singing around the house. And it was cool to put that into a real thing with a vision and a sound and all of that. And it was really exciting just for my family. to I don't know. it's, It's something I'll always have as like a memory that I can listen to and hear that part of my life, which is super cool. But I think as far as like the writing of it, was a weird part for me because we're three different people who are super different but also we have a big age gap my brothers are eight and nine years older than me so when we were doing the band I was like 19 and 20 and I'm not writing about things that they're going through so that was funny and interesting to me and I think that's kind of why I like my solo path a lot better just because I get to be way more genuinely me and really make the project something I'm passionate about. So it was a great experience and I grew exponentially in all areas because of that. That was my first real introduction to the music industry. So that was awesome. 
So you spoke about going on your own musical path. Mm -hmm. In 2018, you went to pursue your own solo career. What was something that you learned while forging your own musical path? That was... That was just crazy. It was just like a blind leap of faith. It was like I was super comfortable. We were doing well in the band and I knew what we were. Like I knew what our sound was and everything. And so taking the jump to do my own thing, I was like, who am I? What is my sound? What is the thing that I want to talk about? And so, oh my gosh, I learned so much really just about myself and about my musical style. And I was really lucky to work with producers who really believed in me and kind of could see a vision for where my path was going to lead. And yeah, we just really developed that sound. And it's weird to say like certain sounds just felt like me and it felt like a real connection to the words I was trying to say. But I, I mean, I learned so much of just, it's really important to take those risks that you feel really passionately about. Like I really felt like that was what I needed to do. And I had no idea what the if outcome was going to be successful or not. And I'm so proud of that girl so many years ago who was like, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're not going to say we didn't try. So it, it was a really crucial point in my life. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's all about taking risks in our industry because without that, we don't take any steps. Who is going to put our content out there if we don't just take the leap and just put ourselves on the line and be like, I'm going to try to find who I am. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, okay, I got to, I got to put myself together and I got to put whatever art I create out in the world. It's just like, yeah, it's like finding yourself. Yeah. That's a really vulnerable thing. Like I don't, people really realize that because as an artist, what you're putting out is an extension of yourself. It's your feelings, your thoughts, what you think about things. And it's also like your face and your everything. So if people don't like it, like it's, it's not separate. It feels really personal. It feels like, I don't know how to explain that, but it's, it's a lot to put yourself out there. And it's, so rewarding and for me my attitude going into it was like you know what if no one listens to this but I feel like I created something I love like that's enough and that's what made it less scary to do because I was like no matter what this is going to be rewarding and something that I can even have for myself like even if no one else likes it so that helped a lot it's like an autobiography essentially yeah. or like a little like document of your journey like totally. it, like yeah like you said even if if it's not meant for others out there like at least it's you reflecting yeah. on your own journey exactly well, yeah that's i mean these songs on my upcoming album are like the me processing my life these past couple of years and no matter what like they help me grow so yeah yeah you mentioned about putting yourself out there and finding your identity. And the creative world is so saturated with mm-hmm. so many of us chasing after a similar dream. So what did you find makes you stand out whenever you were going through this process? Yeah, I I remember the moment this like hit me. It was when I had written a song that was super specific to this like painful situation I had gone through just like the details are really specific and I just kind of thought only I'll really get this or like really relate to this because it's so personal and I played it to a friend and he came back to me a couple of days later and he was like I just want you to know like this song is the first thing that has made me feel connected to other people in a really long time and he was like because it's everything I wanted to say and didn't even know how to say or that I was feeling like And that like really hit me as like, okay, this is my purpose in music. It's to write things that are as honest as possible, even things that I don't think other people will really connect to. 
to help people feel connected. So for me, that's always my goal is to just be super honest and like kind of expose myself and my feelings so that other people can have that way to process their own stuff and feel connected. And that was, yeah, that was a game changer for me. It was like, I want to write stuff that's really meaningful. And that's what I like to do. See how honest we can get. And I feel like that's a rarity in today's music. Like we're, we're getting more people mm-hmm. who are getting more comfortable with being more vulnerable, expressing themselves. But at the same time, like those who want to make content that connects mm-hmm. empathetically and emotionally with others, I feel like that's such a rarity in today's music scene. So I like I applaud you for like. Thank you. Yeah. So you are writing and producing team consists of Chase Martinez mm-hmm. and Jeff Carl. Why do they make such a perfect team to work with? Ugh, they're the most fun. Chase is just so good at tracks, like building the actual sounds. He just has these magic touches, makes sounds that I would never think of. And then while he's over there in the corner working on that, Jeff and I are just really digging into, okay, what are you feeling? What do we need to talk about? And he like helps me really connect to that like emotional part. And I don't know, we just get each other with our melodies and stuff. We're always on the same page. And more than anything, we just have so much fun. And so, again, it's once I leave a session, I'm like, it's it's not work. It's like I just did something that was good for me, that was good for my soul. I'm super happy. And um, they're just really talented. So it's it's easy and it's fun with them. And that's when it's best creating is when it doesn't oh, yeah. feel like work. Oh, when it, for sure. Yeah, when you feel like your passion's out there and you and you find people who vibe with you and who mm-hmm. get you and understand you. It's interesting that that's like the most important part is who you vibe with. Like it's mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's not even who's the best. It's like if you don't connect with them as a person, you're not going to be able to get the good stuff from yourself because you're not going to feel as comfortable. You're not going to be as authentic as you mm-hmm. would be with somebody who you would let your guard down with. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Romanticize has to be one of my favorite tracks of yours and it started from you hearing a song that reminded you of a past love in the line (laughs) of a grocery store what was it like going from like an idea to a fully fleshed and published concept that was really cool because the situation was so specific like I literally went to I'll just tell you the actual story I went to a grocery store on my lunch break at work and this song came on is a head in the heart song and it like instantly brought me back to like my best friend in college who we didn't we weren't ever a thing but we were kind of a thing it was like that situation so we're still like kind of friends and had kept in touch and so I texted him like oh my gosh I'm listening to this album it's still so awesome whatever and he texted me back and he was like it's so weird that you said that because I was just on my lunch break and this song came on when I was checking out like same time different states listen to the same exact song and I was just like this is too like serendipitous this is like a movie like whatever and so I just really latched onto that idea of I just took this very average situation and made it like so romantic of a situation that is not a romantic thing like there's nothing here to be whatever so I have that title, Romanticize, and I kind of have one line about it. And so that was just fun to, to take a, a five-minute moment in my life and make it this super fun moment of a song. It was just a blast. And because, too, it wasn't, like, a serious topic. It was, like, us just, like, kind of making fun of me and my <laughs> ability to take mundane things and be like, this is a sign, you know. It was fun. And it's a reoccurring pattern in my life. So I was like, yep, I need to write this one. 
No, I definitely relate because I, I feel like I do that a lot. Yes. But the visual was so much fun too. Like the whole like vintage glam thing was oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, like the vintage vibes. I absolutely loved it. As a person who like that. loves the fifties decade and like and like vintage Hollywood and whatnot, like I was obsessed. Oh, I was with the so excited to get to do that. And my stylist, she did amazing with the dresses and all of that. But yeah, when I pictured the visuals, I just kept coming back to that like old Hollywood and all of that kind of look and it's the picture po- perfect moment in the movie and then like you know you wake up and it's really just you getting a text from a dumb guy and like that's it so that one was a lot of fun and the rain scene I felt like a real actress in that it was super fun <laughs> like in an alley with sprinklers on us it was awesome <laughs> so you released uh, your single here we go again recently mm-hmm. what's the story behind the record Well, that one is fun because it was during quarantine and I had just decided to buy some like equipment to record at home. I'd never really done that before. So I got connected with this producer in Australia and he sent me this track and was like, he needed a top line for it. He needs someone to write it. So with this one, it was kind of different than my normal writing process because I went outside of myself. I was like, okay, let me see what this song like what story I see with this song. So it wasn't like my normal, what am I feeling today? It was like, what does this song sound like? So I kind of chased that. And yeah, it's just about being in that kind of not kind of toxic relationship where you break up, but every time it's like, oh, but I'm lonely now. I want to go back to them. And and just, but I've been there. And sometimes, sometimes you just need to go through that phase to like really know what you want and where you want to go. So it's just a fun little bop that I can relate to for sure, but came from me just making a story about it. I like it. I like it. It kind of reminds me, uh, I don't know if you've seen the series, but um, I'm a huge How I Met Your Mother fan. I and, and there's this one scene where, like, uh, one of the characters, she does this thing where, like, they her and a supporting character kind of know it's a mistake but she tells that character sometimes you just have to make a mistake even though you know it's a mistake to learn your experience from from that mistake I totally agree with that because yeah I had an ex that was just like hard to put an end to it like we had just been together for so long and it's like I don't know after enough of those times something clicked and I was like okay this is it and I don't think I could have gotten there if I hadn't so right right maybe it works that way (laughs) You've got a few collaborations coming out soon. What can you tease our listeners about that? I don't know. What am I what am I allowed to say? But <laughs> the next one that's coming out is really exciting exciting. I it was my last real in person session in LA a year ago and it the song was just kinda like me being grateful for my partner for going through a season of life with me that was hard, that I was just like not my best self and I was trying to grow but I was struggling and it's this really sweet picture of someone who waits for you and your growth and encourages you along the way but it's not at all like a slow song it's very much a club bop so it's like sweet with clubby vibes it's a lot of fun I'm I'm really excited for that one to come out <laughs> we're excited I, to I hear think it. that's the most I can say I don't know <laughs> As a female songwriter and singer, what can you give advice for women pursuing the music industry? Because I know it's a totally different game mm-hmm. from from men who are pursuing the music yeah. industry. So what advice would you give mm. aspiring young women out there? I think the most important way to really get in 
is to start making connections with people. And I honestly, my biggest recommendation for an aspiring songwriter is to move to a music city. Like you can be amazing, but unless you get plugged into the world, it's really hard for anyone to ever hear your stuff. So whether it's LA or Nashville or London, any of those music cities, and then just just start putting yourself out there. I remember going to every writer's round I could when I moved, and it was not fun because I didn't know anyone, and I'm super awkward if I don't know a single person in the room, but I really pushed myself to do it, and slowly I started building my network, and it's like once you have that network and those relationships, then you're in, and then you can really grow your creativity, and then it becomes about, you know, your actual skill, but you got to get your foot in the door or Oh, it's just really hard. Yeah, you're right. It is hard. And, and there are a lot of men in the industry and you got to make your space. And once you get there, not that you have to prove yourself, but just be confident in what you think you do have to bring to the table. I think when I first started in Nashville, when I was in the band, I remember like I wouldn't really talk during sessions. I was so paralyzed by what I'm going to say is not as good as what they're going to say. And it took me years to build that confidence of like, I know what I have to bring to this session and I'm going to do it. And, and that is the game changer. Once you, you have that confidence, then it's like, yeah, you, you, you have a seat at the table because you deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what we all need to believe in a little bit more is that we are here for a reason. Like we, we got to that door like totally. you said or that or like for a reason that, that seat at the table yeah. and so we should own our worth and we should we should accept that we know what we're talking about we know what mm-hmm. we're doing and so we have a voice and we should be able to use it totally huh? wow that made me kind of like reminiscing on what it was like before and and i'm i'm so happy with how far it's come and now i am super confident and i can make better work now when i am confident yes girl yes yes, yes. <laughs> What's a dream venue you'd like to perform at? Um, not necessarily a venue, but the Grammys. <laughs> yes. That is the dream. But I mean, venue-wise, I wouldn't mind Madison Square Garden. Like, that would be fine with me. <laughs> Big MSG, dreams. ain't no big thing. You know, MSG. Yes. Love oh, it. It would be Love amazing. <laughs> One day, whenever this whole pandemic is over, it's going to happen, yeah. girl. Seriously, keep believing. And my last question to you is, what have you been grateful for? What are you grateful for thanks to music? Everything. I, I just came back from Nashville this week. I was working on my album and like really getting the final touches going. And I just had a day of like, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe that all of these talented writers and producers and musicians like put their time into my project. And the biggest thing I'm grateful for with this album is I did a Kickstarter for it and $10,000 were funded by my fans for me to make this. And every time I think about that, I get super emotional. Like it was really, it was really clicking with me this week how I couldn't have done anything I did this past week prepping for the album if my fans like hadn't believed in me enough to give me the opportunity to do it and that is wild and so I last year was a big year for me musically and coming into this one with all these things on the horizon I am so grateful and definitely want to take the time to reflect on like there are other people in your journey that if they weren't there you couldn't get to where you need to go and 
right now a big piece of that are my fans. So super, super grateful. Well, we're looking forward to seeing all the things that, you know, come forth, like your album that you've been yes. speaking about. We're so looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can tell our listeners where to find you on social media so they can mm-hmm. keep up with you and find out when your music drops okay. and where they can find your music. I am at the Jackie Castro on all socials. My music's on all of the platforms and my album is predicted maybe end of May, beginning of June. That's kind of where we're sitting right now. But yes, stay tuned. Follow me on socials so you can know for sure when it's coming out. Fantastic. Jackie, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me this morning. Thank you. It was nice to meet you. Special thanks to Jackie for being this week's guest. The takeaway that I got from our conversation is that she wasn't afraid to own her seat at the table. Sometimes it's really hard to do that in this industry, but once you build confidence and you own that you know what you're doing, it can make your life as an artist so much easier. To learn more about Jackie, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executive produced by Steph Pham and V Co. V Co serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Pham serves as the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Popner Lounge. And for all things Popner Lounge in one convenient hub, visit us online at popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week's episode. We hope you tune in next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm Steph Pham.